Hello, hello, hello. Another quarantine review, but this one is about Dark Encounter. Uh, this is a film that was debuted uh, this year, actually, um, probably just portraying what was going to happen for the rest of 2020. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it was debuted January 7th of 2020. Uh, I'm just going to take it as a documentary, even though it is in the genre of horror and science fiction. Uh, it is starring Laura Frazier, Mel Rido, uh, Sid Phoenix, Grant Masters, Spike White, which by the way, super awesome name, uh, Alice Lowe, Nicholas uh, Pinnock, and Vincent Reagan. So let me just give you the, the short plot of the film, of course. Uh, so it's a year after the mysterious disappearance of an eight-year-old Macy, right? Uh, her grieving family returned home from her memorial service in their small town where they are exposed to a strange, inexplicable phenomenon that rattles them to the core. So there will be spoilers, as usual, because I can't help myself. Um, it's part of the reason why I haven't done the review for Knives Out, which I thought was awesome. But anyways, <laughs> um... But yes, so this film focuses on the fact that these parents, you know, they return home from like some anniversary and they're having themselves a good old time. And when they return home, they realize their daughter is missing. So there's no explanation for what happened to them. Now, because it's called Dark Encounter, I had the impression this was supposed to be like an anti-alien kind of film, but I have to give it credit, even though on Prime Video it does have three and a half stars, I'm going to have to give it uh, four out of five Cadmus. I actually liked it because I didn't see the ending coming. Um, so what ends up happening is you see how the family is broken down, how they've been very torn apart uh, due to the disappearance of this uh, you know, young eight-year-old girl, Macy. And, uh, the father is, like, very tense. So, like, there are some kids who are known for messing on the property and stuff like that. So, he saw some stuff, uh, and he decides he's gonna go out there to go fix these kids. Like, I'm tired of crap. And the whole family, all the men, rather, kind of choose to go with him. And one of the people that are there is actually the sheriff, and he's supposed to be there, I guess, as the, as the main witness. And... As this continues and goes on, uh, they out in the woods, and then that's when they have, I guess, the the, the third the third kind of encounter. I'm I'm not too I'm still a little new on the alien stuff, like how you're supposed to label them, um, but I believe it's supposed to be like the third. If they encounter the third kind, um, and what ends up happening is uh, one of the uncles goes missing. They're starting to freak out while they're out in the woods, and they start to make their way home. Now, because they've made their way home is where the issue really starts, because they kind of bring that trouble back to the house. And I'm sorry, I think I have a mosquito bite, and it's like bothering me, and I don't know why or how it even got there, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> oh we're not discussing that in this one. But, uh, <laughs> but what ends up happening, they bring the trouble uh, back to the house, and now the aliens are now messing with them. And basically, they start abducting different members of the family. You kind of just don't know exactly what happens. You just know that they're missing. So as this whole thing is going back and forth, back and forth, and you see that they're scared, they're running around, you can see some, you know, some shit really went down in this house. And three of those survivors run out into the street because, you know, one of them's got an axe because he's trying to defend himself. And 
they run into um, two of the other officers. Now, their sheriff went missing along with some of the, you know, some of the family members. And it's kind of hard to explain to police officers where their sheriff went because they're trying to, like, tell them, like, well, we were attacked by people. So, like, they're trying to explain it. But there's really no way to explain the lights and everything else that they're dealing with. And, um... The, the cops realize, like, all right, the deputies are like, all right, some, something went down here. We can tell that they're telling us some kind of part of the truth, but I don't think they really know what's really going on and what's happening. So what ends up happening is that they decide they're going to park one of the deputies out in front of the house just to kind of see exactly what's going on, you know, for their protection. And the people who had the option of going back down to the station to go, like, I guess, feel safe... Um, they choose to stay in the house. And I guess because, you know, maybe they want to defend their home, whatever the case is. And they wake up to the morning where the news and everyone's focused on what happened to that, you know, to the eight-year-old girl where there's like a uh, a memorial service, there's all this other stuff, there's like the court cases going on because they need to figure out what happened to this little girl. And, you know, because the last people who saw her alive were actually her parents, you know. And then when they come back, they're like, we don't know where she was. And they're like, what? Um, And what ends up happening is the aliens finally, they finally do show them eventually at some point. And I think they're supposed to be, um, what what I've researched as the prosecutors or prosectors or something like that. I'm sorry. They're supposed to be the ones that's from series. Um... The other constellation, I presume, just just because of how they were, like, um, I guess, depicted in the film. And I thought it was interesting that they finally showed them. And they sort of take over the minds of everyone in the house, right? And you're wondering, like, oh, crap, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And you're thinking, like, here we go. Now we know... What happened to the eight-year-old? Obviously, she was abducted by aliens. And it's it's a little um, mind-bending because at first you're like, holy crap, are they going to find her? Like, is she coming back? Is she an adult now? What, what happened? What happened? So you want to, like, know these things. And it's this is where the twist really, like, truly kicks in. So... While everyone in in their own way is under, right? So what they show you is images of them like leaving Earth, going to another solar system, etc. And then when they look out the door, they see um, like these weird looking lights. So this is where I start realizing that they're in their mind. Because to me, it looked like a bunch of dendrites with the... You know, like a bunch of synapses going off. Like that's what it looked like, and it's usually kind of like how they orchestrate the mind or the human brain on in movies. So to me, that was just a trigger automatically, and I was like, those look like supposed to be dendrites. Um, so as this is all, uh, you know, going on, they start going through the eyes of the mother, and the mom is peeking through the window. And she's going back to the day that she had left to begin with um, on what happened to her. So you, you really, you're really sitting there thinking, like, I'm watching the abduction of this child, you know? Uh, this is what really happened to her. 
and oh my god it's not it's not what you expect and as she's going through the window she starts to see her daughter again she starts to realize this is a moment of the past and then she sees while she's staring at her daughter in her room the doorbell rings so you know she's doing the thing she's batting at the thing like don't open the door open the door. So she follows her daughter in the house because it's supposed to be like two houses connected but it's the same house and she's looking through the window at the same time uh kind of hard to explain something you just have to see when you watch it so she sees her daughter in the window opening up the door and then she realizes the person that walks through the door is actually the sheriff so she's a little confused watching this trying to understand like you you never said you were at the house that day and she says it out loud because obviously she's hinting to the case and the little girl runs upstairs and he realizes the parents are not home the brother is not home and she watches him contemplate going back and forth back and forth he's making a decision in his head he's having the the infamous battle between the 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 id and the super ego like don't do it he's like i'm gonna do it don't do it i'm gonna do it like literally just going back and forth in his head and he finally decides to give in to i guess his animalistic nature and he goes upstairs so she goes running up the stairs because now she's trying to watch and see exactly what's going on and then you see that he actually closes the door to the girl's bedroom while she's not looking. And they don't show you exactly what happened to her, but it's a safe, uh, a safe assumption that he probably rapes her and then kills her right at this point. So the mom is having a breakdown because she realizes he murdered her. And, you know, this is a longtime family friend. This is someone that she trusted. It's the sheriff of the town. And... She's still kind of like under as she's going through all this emotional trauma. Finally, she wakes up. So now when she wakes up, you realize that all of the abducted members of the family actually had the same vision. And then the sheriff is downstairs uh, up against the wall having a breakdown because he was having obviously the same uh, vision as well. And they all, and when I say man, that was like the best stared out in history on camera. It is the best stared out in history on camera. The family comes out and that's when you really know the entire family had the same vision and watched him uh, kill the little girl. And they are fuming. They are fuming. And there's this one distinct moment where she kneels down beside him because he collapses to the floor and he kind of like extends his hand out and you could tell he's like asking for forgiveness and she moves her hand away and she's just staring at him she doesn't do anything just yet and then she starts beating the crap out of him she's slapping him up and she's pissed the 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 family decides to grab her and the deputies come in at the same time because obviously they hear some kind of commotion and they come in and they realize something is up. So she asks him, where is she? And now, you know, he knows the jig is up. The whole family freaking knows. And he's he's having trouble coping with the reality of his actions as you're watching him. Because uh, you can tell before he commits the crime, it's like he realizes, oh, there's an opportunity. 
He realizes there's an opportunity. He doubles checks uh, unintentionally that the family is not really there. And the parents are really only gone for a couple of hours and the brother was staying at a friend's house. So when this happens, they sort of flash back to show you what really happened. And he's walking through the woods, carrying her body. He picks a place really deep somewhere to take her. And as he's burying her, you see this smoke, this like smoke or fog. And this is the same smoke and fog that seems to be associated with the aliens um, already as it is. So now I'm a little extra confused because I'm like, so the aliens saw what happened and they're just showing the family? Like, what is this? Detective Moon Knights? Like, I'm just, <laughs> like, I'm just curious. And you end up seeing later on that the mom is praying up to the sky. Now this is where they throw that twist in there, where she's praying to the sky. She's praying to initially God, and that's the assumption because she's human. Uh, and God who answers her prayers, if you will, is actually alien. And once I saw that distinct moment to the end, because I wanted to stay open-minded for the film, especially once I realized he was the killer, I was like, wait a minute. I got to give them credit. It was a big twist that I I really did not see coming. I really got to give them full-on credit for this. It's, it's not what I thought it was going to be in regards to like, oh, we got aliens. No, no. Um, Carl Strathy, who's the director and writer, um, did a really good job, you know, with that twist and turn, especially at the end, because I thought everyone was being abducted. I thought the little girl, they were going to do some weird, you know, like alien stuff where she's got to go back and save her, you know, like the good old days. (laughs) And that wasn't what it was. She prayed to God and God is the, the alien and by God being obviously the Moonanites, um, let me stop. <laughs> so uh, I can totally see them flipping me off as they like drive away really fast. Uh-huh. <laughs> How many of y'all like Aqua Tea Hunger Force? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so it was an interesting concept that God is actually aliens, which is actually, you know, theories that if you haven't heard it before, um, it is a very common concept. Uh, you'll see where they, um, there's actually a lot of shows where people are wondering, you know, what the missing link is between an evolution because, like, we still haven't discovered what the missing link is. So they feel like the missing link is when, I guess, aliens decide to step in. They're like, uh, you know, let's make these apes useful. Uh, they don't seem to be doing things the way we need them to do this. So let's just upgrade their DNA. And that's where the missing link is. So I presume that, in a sense, would make aliens God, right? So that's that's the premise of really where I believe the story is coming from. But I wasn't prepared for that. I When I saw the alien actually walk through the door, I was like, oh no, it's about to go down. I'm thinking I'm going to be dealing with, um, you know, your traditional aliens or a predator film or even, uh, what is it, the the fourth kind with, uh, Mila, uh, with uh, Mila Jonovich, my Resident Evil girl. Um, but yeah, this film was not what I expected. And I definitely would give it four out of five Cadmas. Now, I'm not sure what I can say to give it the five, the full five. Um, but it's, I'm, I'm pretty much leaning in that direction of between like four and five out of five Cadmas. Um, just because I really enjoyed the surprise. That was really, really, really great. Um, super, super love that. Uh, the fact that they just threw that in there. They threw two things in there at once. By the way, the aliens didn't really abduct her. They just happened to witness her getting murdered. By the way, the murderer is actually 
um the sheriff and oh <clears throat> before you go alien is god and you're like what the f-? like where'd you how'd you fit that in there and usually for films that throw that many twists and turns at the end of a film tend to throw the entire movie off you're like oh that was whack uh it's like very weird uh or it's like too weird you know like some of m night Shyamalan's movies you're like uh what is this but it had a nice tied up you know bow at the very end and there's no questions there's no nothing it's a really excellent film so i think everyone also did a wonderful job um you know uh with this film acting wise um I do have to admit there was one scene that it was uncomfortable but not uncomfortable at the same time because of how realistic the acting was when the family was sitting around the table eating and one person was like they were having a conversation with one of the guys was like he was supposed to ask out this girl she was supposed to get like get married and stuff like that so one of the fan members you know the dad just totally points out the fact like well she left you know and since he always runs from his fears anyway he never asked her to marry him you know he just kind of like brings it up for no reason but he doesn't do it in such a way that it's like oh that's acting it was a genuine conversation i was like holy crap yo, your brother hates you man (laughs) it's just like it was just like realistic and it wasn't a bad uncomfortable it was the kind of uncomfortable where like I felt like I was sitting at that dinner table. I'm just sitting there like, yeah, so could you pass the... Gr- oh, 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 shit just got real. All right, cool. I'm just... Um, does anyone want to pass me the potatoes? Like, it was very weird, you know, in that sense, like in a good weird. And I, I got to give the writing. The writing was on point. The actors were on point. Ah, fucking, I'm going to give him five out of five Cadmus. I knew it was going to change my mind. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, and the cinematography was very simple. It wasn't overdone. And the graphics for the alien actually was not overdone as well. Because sometimes I think they try too hard to be like, they're scary. Ah! And you're like, oh, I get it. Um, but yeah, this is a really interesting film. It's definitely a film you have to be paying attention to. Um, so I apologize for those. You're like, what? Well, like I said, spoil in the beginning. I'm just saying. But it is a really good film. There's no way to discuss this film without at least giving away the ending a little bit to entice you. Because um, I know for some people, they're like, I don't want spoilers. Like, okay, well, if you don't want spoilers, then watch Dark Encounter and just deal with it. Because um, that movie is awesome. Um but yeah it's a lot of fun it's something you have to pay attention to and i definitely would recommend it even if you whether whether you know the ending or not i think it's definitely worth uh watching just because it's it's pretty interesting all right well i hope you guys have enjoyed this if you guys are watching dark encounter or maybe you like alien movies tell me what do you think about them do you like the the science fiction aspect of it do you like uh when they're like running around kicking butt do you like you know in regards to like godzilla movies like what do you like do you like the fourth kind kind of um uh you know uh alien movies uh do you prefer alien versus predator like what what are your preferences my love what are your preferences uh, <laughs> but yeah i hope you guys enjoyed be sure to follow me on bit and apple tv of course under anything underneath god mania and for those of you who are like man i could really use a drink and you're 21 and older best alcohol that i have is the fact that this beautiful delicious wine 
I know it's delicious. I'm not just saying it because um, I actually do like it and I drink it. Um, but I do work also for this company and I work for One Hope Wine, which you'll see in the episode description, uh, the link to all the little events that I've I actually opened up, including my shop. So I work with them. And the reason why I work with them is because I like the capability of being able to give people something that they enjoy and that even I personally enjoy, uh, whether it's wine, you know, liquor, beer, I enjoy alcohol. Um, so for me, alcohol is a benefit. It's a great thing. And what better way to buy something that I truly genuinely love. And yet at the same time, knowing that 10% of every sale, whether I'm spending 20 bucks or I decided I'm buying a huge case, it doesn't matter. 10% of those sales go back to, um, back to the charity. So the link that I put in the episode description is actually the link that will give you uh, a setup that I have for a couple of different charities that I thought were pretty cool and funky and, uh, that were important to me. And that's my way of giving back. And if you want to pick your own charity, that's perfectly fine. You just go directly to my shop and then that's way, uh, your way of doing it. So thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you guys next time. Bye.